Welcome to the Paywall Podcast, where we discuss paywalls and paywall strategies for news and magazine publishers. This episode of the Paywall Podcast is brought to you by Leaky Paywall. Leaky Paywall is the most flexible WordPress subscription platform. Find out more at leakypaywall.com, where you can download Leaky Paywall for free. And now for today's episode. Hi, and welcome to episode 26 of the Paywall Podcast. I'm here with Tyler Channel, and we are going to talk part two about local uh, news success. And today we're going to answer the question that we get all the time from publishers. Should I sell donations, take donations, or should I sell subscriptions slash memberships? And that is a very big question. Uh, it's been debated for years. It's still debated. Um, they are two uh, different approaches, but they're also very similar in a lot of ways. And uh, the answer uh, to that question is really, it depends. <laughs> so we're going to get into that. Anyway, welcome, Tyler. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I just I might, I might add to that. Um, if you're not sure, um, do all of them. Um, so spoiler. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I'll just make a point of clarification, too. Um, you know, that what is what is the difference between donations versus subscriptions and memberships? Yep. And uh, it may seem obvious, but and, and donations is fairly obvious, but we should say it. Um, if you're going to take donations, that means your content's going to be free, essentially, um, to for anyone to view. And you will ask for voluntary contributions to support the mission. Um, Subscriptions and memberships, I'm lumping that actually into one bucket. Um, and, and it's not true in every case, but it, but just for the sake of simplicity, um, a subscription is when you require some somebody to pay for full access to your content. And in local news, because it's so community oriented, uh, the word membership gets uh, put in the place of subscription. and but it's the same thing. You maybe you get to read a few articles for free up front, but eventually you have to pay for full access. And the membership, um, uh, the word membership feels, I think, more community uh, oriented. And so um, if you're in local news um, and you're selling a membership, you know, you're still saying, hey, pay for access. Um, maybe there are other benefits, uh, perks involved yeah. with membership. But that, those are the two big buckets. Yeah. And sometimes those distinctions between memberships and subscriptions, memberships could be access to a Facebook group or a Slack channel or, right. um, you know, or membership oriented items versus subscriptions is certainly more transactional. Um, you pay for, for access to content. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's lots you can do. We will get into that later. I don't know if it's this episode or next. We're trying to keep this one to 20 minutes. We'll see how we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the, 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 really what it boils down to is, do you draw the line in the sand? Are you going to require people to pay for access or not? That's really the question you're asking. And the answer is, it depends. Um, we see success on the donation front. We see success on the subscription front. Um, 
One thing to keep in mind, though, is you can switch. There's nothing that says that you that you can't. Uh, we had a publisher that essentially was uh, running free registrations for six months um, with no charge whatsoever. Um, and they built their email list very quickly. I, they were a local, local uh, publisher in Ohio. Um, they built their list to over 10,000 brand new email addresses um, within a period of, I think, three months, less than three months, something like that. And it started with 5,000. So they, you know, essentially gone, you know, uh, 200% growth. I don't know if my math is right. <laughs> and then they switched to uh, paid subscriptions. They said, okay, you know, we, we've given you, we've given, you know, access uh, long enough. And now um, we need you to pay because we need to eat and pay for staff and all that good stuff. Um, so, you know, in the world of digital subscriptions, um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with starting with one model and shifting to another. Um, Okay, so it depends. Um, I have four. I have four uh, types of publishers listed here, Tyler. I, maybe you have have more, but I'll kind of spit them out, and maybe sure. we should talk about each one a little bit. Sure. Um, one is um, your startup. You're 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 starting up a brand new local news site. Um, uh, two. Uh, that's one. Uh, publisher type. And the next one is really audience type, you know, who's your audience? Um, because there might be local news for sort of general news, but then it could be like local niche news, right? You could be sports oriented, like high school sports, which we, which we've seen, or you could be environmental oriented where you cover environment for, you know, the state, let's say, call that local. So there's sort of variety there. And then, you know, are you mission-based? Um, you know, I think all publishers are mission-based to a point, some more than others. And then, you know, what kind of community building are you looking to do? Like how, how hard are you leaning into uh, the community that, that you serve? Um, you know, is it more sort of transactional information? I need sports scores, or is it more, you know, uh, local personal in-depth reporting, that kind of thing. So those are factors that, that um, sort of influence, it depends. Um, okay, so why don't, why don't we just jump into one of them, startup. Um, we've seen publishers start up with subscriptions. We've seen publishers start up with donations. Um, I think that from my point of view, um, and many publishers come into um, a, a new situation when they start up and they don't really want to charge for access. They want to get their content out um, they want, you know, the smart ones want Google to access their content. Um, uh, I guess either way that works, uh, but they want to, uh, get people to sign up to their email list and really grow that list and then go for donations. And, um, let's see here. I, um, I make sure I'm sharing, am I sharing my screen? Yep. Great. All right. So let's take a look at um, uh, Daybreak. This is our local news. I've mentioned them before. Um, Rob, who runs this, a lot of success, a lot of email growth. 
um, over the past year and a half, I'd say it's, they've, they've been up uh, really clean. It's an email only um, local news um, publication gathering news from different sources, you know, social media, as well as the local paper, colleges, uh, Reddit, YouTube, uh, list, local listservs, you name it. Absolutely brilliant strategy bringing in um, all the all the chatter that's happening in the local area. And then if you, um, you know, there is a sponsored, uh, always a sponsored um, article, let's call it, uh, post right in the middle here, right in the middle of the content, which is good. And then there's always a call to uh, contribute, essentially. Um, so yes, I count on Daybreak and you go and go there and, and you can donate. Now, um, should Daybreak go with uh, paid subscriptions? Um, I'd say at this point, probably not. Um, this is their model. Their donations, as far as I have, as, as I understand, are, are actually working quite well. But um, in this case, uh, Daybreak's next step is to actually get their content in on a website and start offering uh, perks to their uh, readership, which are, which are easy to do. And we can we can start, uh, so they can start. So the other local news example, Tyler, you brought this um, Malheur <laughs> Enterprise. That's it. Yeah. Um, this is a subscription-based local news site, right? That's right. Yeah, it's a small town uh, in eastern Oregon. Um, it's um, ran by a Pulitzer Prize winner. Uh, journalist in, in the Oregon area. So he's well-known, well-known person. Um, someone once told me, I, I'm new to this, this Oregon local news um, world uh, with Paywall Project, uh, but someone told me that, oh, you, you, that, that's like the, this particular publisher is like uh, the New York Times of local news. Um, and um, they've, they've made a lot of strides with, with digital uh, subscriptions early on. And uh, like 2016, 2017, when uh, subscriptions for local news were just kind of taking off. And um, yeah, they, I mean, they do, they have subscriptions. Uh, they do offer the option to donate, and mm. even though to my knowledge, they are not a 501c3, but you can still accept donations, uh, contributions. Right. Uh, and uh, to my knowledge, the vast majority um, our uh, our subscribers, people subscribe for access to local news, to local content that they want to read and, and now check out. They're producing original content, right? That's right. Yep. So local school information, local government, economy related stuff, and um, yeah, that's that's where their focus is. And that, that, that's an important distinction. Um, and if you're paying attention, you're probably thinking, "Hmm, wait a second, which one do I do? Donations or?" subscriptions, but the daybreak model is, is um, uh, very light original content, mostly uh, curated content. Yeah. And so it's the, the service of bringing information together. And then there's original writing to, to um, sort of editorialize the content. Uh, whereas Mal, Malheur, if mm -hmm. I'm saying it correctly. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, I'm also not familiar with <laughs> the pronunciation, but I think right. that's, I think that's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're producing, you know, almost all original content. Yeah. And so, um, 
there's a there's a sense of overhead too that needs to be covered. That's right. When you're when you're uh, producing content that way, so there that's that's a differentiator right there. Yeah. Uh, in my book, for sure. Yeah. And just to talk about donations, I mean, I, I typically work with publishers who are subscription oriented um, and you know more of a transactional type thing. Uh, donations can be recurring, um, and right. and they don't have to be as sporadic. Uh, a lot of publishers who do donations uh, probably find that they'll get random stuff. You know, you might get a hundred dollars this week, or you know, all of a sudden you get five hundred dollars from someone. Uh, you can make that more consistent with recurring donations. You can offer that as as a as an option for for your readers. So. I, I almost I almost feel like that should be a requirement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just looking at another example. I'll just, I'll bring it up just for fun. Yeah. I can, I can send you one too here. And uh, this, is, this is a narwhal in Canada. This is an environmental um, mission-based, heavily mission-based environmental group um, that focuses on, on the environment in, in Canada. And they, um, they, they have a donation model. All their content is free um, and it, and they require a, um, a monthly um, I mean, they don't require anything since a voluntary donation, but they only offer um, monthly um, support plans. Yeah, yeah, that's and good. They're so doing, it, and they're doing well with it. So yeah. um, if you don't, you know, if you give, I think the lesson here is if you do go donations, uh, if you give your your readership the option of a one-time payment, you're going to have a, a, a good percentage of people that say, oh, I guess, you know, one time is good and then I can feel good for a long time. But what the reality is, is they need the recurring income to obviously pay for pay for staff and things. Um, and so if you require a monthly payment, then when you're ready to donate, that's your only choice. So, you you know, you 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 might lose some people, but still, you know, it's it's all timing, right? When, when I'm ready to donate and I'm looking at this page and I think, oh, well, um, monthly, yearly recurring. Okay. I see, you know, well, I really love these guys. I can, you know, I can do 15 a month or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then they, and that's, and that, that's a, just a long, that's just a, a, a survival tactic really in my book. Yeah. Okay. So you made a, we, we were talking about, uh, we were talking yesterday about uh, millennials. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. and I, I kind of want to revisit that a little bit. That sure. and this sort of falls into uh, depends number two, which is, you know, who's your audience? You know, is it are are you a um, you know are you a, a, a print publisher, which uh, we work with plenty of that are serving uh, an older audience? Are you serving um, everyone from millennials to um, you know retirees in your uh, local news coverage, um, or are you focused on a niche for local news? Um, and so you brought up something interesting about millennials uh, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So when I was uh, teaching at West Virginia University, I was working on um, a class centered around, um, I believe it was revenue and local news. And uh, I don't remember the exact study, whether it was Neiman or Pew or one of those, uh, uh, those, those foundations, but I remember reading something about uh, millennials are more likely to uh, donate uh, 
uh, essentially support the cause of, of a publication. Mm. Uh, whereas uh, uh, perhaps the boomer generation is, is more likely to uh, subscribe and pay for it as a transactional type service. So depending on your target, um, if you're targeting millennials, perhaps a more mission oriented message around, you know, uh, what we're what we're trying to achieve, uh, what we're trying to do, we're trying to you know, mm. uh, kind of speaking that language for for that demographic versus um, the the boomer generation, you know, speaking the language of access to content, access to to um, right to uh, stories, essentially. So, so recurring donations would be the approach there. I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and in general, I think um, I've seen with publishers, the, the publishers who have a larger um, target audience, I feel like do better with donations mm-hmm. than the teeny tiny, you know, mm-hmm. 2000 people in the town uh, publishers. And, um, and that could just be based on the fact that people in those communities are older. Um, West Virginia has a, uh, an older population. Um, Mm-hmm. And so that would make sense that more people are likely to subscribe here versus um, a younger place, perhaps like New York City, where you have a lot of young people who would um, donate. Or, right. Uh, right. Now, this gets a little into membership, too. You know, when yeah. you can you can sell membership subscriptions mm-hmm. and be very mission oriented and say, um um, look, uh, you know, we need to get paid. We, this is what we do for the community. You are supporting us. Um, and as a, as a member, you get access to additional perks as well as access to the content. But it all, boil, it all boils back to that line in the sand. You know, are you going to require people to uh, pay to read all your content? I mean, that, that's, that's, the, that's the question. Um, you know, membership you think membership would appeal to millennials? I mean, I guess that's really what I'm asking. Oh, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, they, people want to be a part of a community. They want uh, to, to feel like they're making a difference. And um, I think that that really speaks to millennials. I'm a millennial, so that certainly speaks to me. So mm-hmm. um, right. it's right. certainly certainly a good, a good path for, yep. for that demographic. I'm, I'm a little bit in the middle. I'm Gen X. Yep. Um, so... Uh, for me, it's, um, you know, if I see something that I really like, that, of course, I'm interested in and it's, it's being done well and helps me, yeah, I'm all in. I'll, I'm happy to pay. Um, is it mission-based and I'm interested? I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to donate and I do. Um, so it's, a, it's, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a mix of personal interest um and 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 need really yeah Yeah. um so you know everyone's different um but drawing that line it all called goes back to drawing that line in the sand um and again you you know if you're a startup back to the depend number one if you're a startup you can start with donations and you can absolutely switch to um drawing the line and saying hey you know donations have um been okay for us, but we really need, uh, you know, more, we, we need more revenue to survive. Please help us. We're, we're, we're setting up a, a membership model and kind of 
easing into that. Can you go from membership to donations? Um, you know, I think that's a little harder. You know, you're coming in uh, with subscriptions and then, and then you're going to lift subscriptions and go to donations. Um, maybe, you know, nothing's impossible, uh, but it seems like more, more natural to start with donations and move yourself into uh, paid subscriptions. Or, you know, if you're, if you're, um, uh, if you're starting out and, and you're, you're producing great content, um, start with subscriptions. You know, people will pay if it's, if your content is good and you're really servicing a need, especially with local news, you know, you are the monopoly. You know, you are, you have a good chance of being the content monopoly in the area that your readers absolutely want. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it can be more nuanced too. Uh, I, I don't want people to think that subscriptions means I have to pay all the time and donations means it's always free all the time. Um, uh, you know, you can, you can meet or access, you, you can make it so that people can read for free. Uh, there is the ability to do that for a limited number of articles, perhaps. So yep. it's, if you decide to go down uh, the, the subscription route, don't, don't, don't think that everything is locked off and there's no, no access unless you pay, because that will certainly set you up for failure. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And mission, you know, the depends number three mission based, you know, if you, if you take a member, if you draw that line in the sand and you take a membership approach um, just keep in mind that you can do a lot of things to cushion that uh, as far as leaning into the community. You can offer a free registration and you can be as generous as you want with that free registration before you require somebody to pay. Um, you can offer um, you can offer free memberships, you know, just uh, uh, go with uh, um, our, our local camp, make a parallel here, our local camp, uh, Coniston in uh, Grantham here, the YMCA uh, camp, summer camp for kids. And they just changed their pricing this year. Um, so they're, um, you know, they're, they're, they're a very reasonably priced summer camp um, in New Hampshire. And they realized that they weren't really meeting their costs. You know, of course, inflation is happening and all that, but they needed to, to make a significant bump in their uh, cost structure. Uh, so we haven't seen the rates yet, but we got this notice this week because uh, our kids go there. And uh, what they actually decided to do is, uh, and they've told us now that they, they're going to have three pricing tiers. They're going to have the price that actually covers their costs. <laughs> and then they're going to have the uh, a lower, a low pricing tier, uh, which is going to be funded through uh, grants and donations um, that is going to be a, a voluntary opt-in. So in other words, anyone can just choose. Um, okay, I can we can afford to pay and we're just gonna pay the retail rate because we are gonna support um, constant. Or yeah, I, you know, I, that's a lot of money. I, I, we're gonna have trouble making that happen. So we're gonna go in at the lower level. No, no application required, right? You just go in. And you're gonna you're gonna pay the lower amount, and no questions asked, right? Yeah, that's fantastic. And the third level is financial aid, so that's where you get in touch and say, look, you know, we'd like to send our kid. We don't have, you know, we don't have the ability to pay, etc. But isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't I like that, that. You're literally just telling, look, here here's what we need to survive. If you can afford it, pay it. 
and here's here's our here's our uh, discounted rate if you need if you yeah. need help. Yeah, I think I think publishers can apply that. And yeah. I personally have had always had success in business when uh, customers can't afford things. They say, well, what can you afford? You know, what what what's, what what's and pick a number. <laughs> Yeah, that's honestly, I do that a lot, pick yeah. a number and uh, uh, they'll pick, they'll make, they'll think about it because people are, you know, generally very thoughtful about what they're going to do next. And then they'll pick a fair number and and then the transaction happens and off you go. So in, in publishing, I really haven't thought about it till just about now, but you could, you could, you could really do the same thing. Yeah. You know, um, Offer your, your your retail price. It's very important to tell people what you need and why you need support. And um, people that can pay, they will pay. People yep. that need need the the discounted uh, rate will pay that. Yeah, um, that sounds like the best of both worlds. Honestly, I mean, you're you're telling people our mission is you know, um, or or not our mission, but this is what will help us continue our mission, um, at a, uh, you know, cover our costs and stuff. But if you can't afford that, then that's okay. You can, you know, here's another option that, that fits with that. So I think that almost kind of serves every, you know, right. every, every audience there, both millennials and, and right. Boomers. Right. Yeah. You could offer, you know, in this, for the sake of simplicity, mm-hmm. you could offer those two options as the paid options. Um, you know, do the monthly recurring or, or annual recurring, pick one, uh, you pay the, pay the full retail, pay the discounted rate. And then, um, you could have something, uh, subtle beneath those two options with uh, get in touch. If you, you know, need assistance or whatever. Um, but at your, you you still can absolutely build a, you know, lean in community supported membership driven, um, local news publication uh, with that approach uh, and offer lots of cool perks as well as content access, which will, I think we're going to talk about in another podcast episode yeah. on how to actually structure added value, you know, perks to get um, folks to, to convert and support uh, financially. Yeah. So if you were starting a digital uh, publication, um, in a in a small market, and um, you know you're thinking about subscriptions and donations. Which would you choose, Pete? I like the membership yeah. uh, model. Um, I think the realities of um, finance means you need you need to um, collect uh, dollars, and um, with the membership model, you there are a lot of perks which, which we'll get into. Um, it sort of forces, it would sort of forces me, the publisher to, um, be transparent, explain, you know, why we need support, um, and really appeal emotionally to the community. Uh, and then as a member, you, you know, that you're contributing, you know, you're engaged and, uh, and that's, that's the next topic, you know, uh, really getting that engagement going. I think donations are good and they do work. I mean, the guardian we were talking about earlier, they're a big, big publisher and they, they've had success with donations. Um, but, um, drawing the line in the sand tips more people over, mm-hmm. you know, um, as long as you're handling your messaging 
um, from a real sort of community uh, support, you know, supporting the community, uh, a necessary contributor to the community with reporting. Um, I think people understand that. And we talked about this um, yesterday, I think that there's room for, um, at least in as far as I can see, you know, we have a lot of subscriptions uh, in our world, in our life, you know, Netflix is the, was the original curse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think. And, but as far as news goes, as far as consuming content, I think people have room for a local news subscription and a uh, global national or global news subscription. I think those are two needs, Um, you know, whether they pay for them or not, I think the need is there for most uh, citizens, right? Um, Wherever you live. Yeah. Um, So if you're, if you have the ability to be that, that local, um, you know, news publisher, you have a monopoly on your local news. You can charge for it. You should charge for it. But of course, you know, you're, you're, you're uh, uh, speak softly and carry a big stick. I think that expression, right. It's like, you know, be, be really lean in and the stick is your line in the sand. Oh, there, I just made an analogy <laughs> in the sand. And uh, you're saying, look, we need your support. And I, I kind of like the idea of offering those two levels, like the full retail, here's what we really, really need. But if you can't come, just come in at this level. Yeah. And if you really, really can't just get in touch. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, I kind of like that approach. So, yeah. Yeah. What would you do? I'll ask that uh, question right back to you. Oh, for sure. I would definitely do something in the subscription membership world. Um, the whole uh, impetus behind Paywell Project when I started it was to prove that there is uh, value to local news, that people are willing to pay for it, um, mm-hmm. and to show that that digital side of things uh, can contribute to the bottom line and help local publishers maintain uh, and, and stay alive in, in their local communities. So, um, and it's, it's hard. I mean, publishers, the early days of the internet, you know, this open source mentality, which is a great thing. I love that. Um, but with local news, it's, uh, it's tough when, when most of, of the ad dollars are, are drying up and uh, there's a monopoly with Google and Facebook. And mm. um, so, you're left with really one thing and that is your local content. And that's something that um, Google and Facebook and no one else has that. New York times doesn't have that. The guardian doesn't really have, no one has that except you, the local publishers. So uh, focus on what you do best. And um, like we've been talking about messaging is important. Let people know that you need their support and yeah, and grow your digital audience around that membership and and uh, subscription model. Whether you do, you know, both or, um, you know, it's it's certainly possible. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Do membership. And, do membership and donate. Yep. You can. Yeah. Certainly add that option on there because the publishers that I have uh, that do that, you know, randomly someone will donate. You know, they'll right. they'll hear about that publisher. Uh, going digital for the first time and, and someone will want to contribute to, to the cause essentially. Right. So right. It, it certainly happens. Um, and I, I was just thinking earlier, uh, not to sidetrack, but uh, mm-hmm. do you know of any publisher who is strictly donations only? They don't receive grants. They don't receive outside funding. It's just donations 
would the guardian fit that bill you think i don't know what they do on the grant side i know yeah. that donations is a big part of their mm -hmm. their revenue stream um daybreak is all donations no grants yeah um sponsorship revenue for the sponsored uh posts in the middle of, of this email yeah but they're new yeah year and a half maybe yeah um yeah I, i'll just say that with with subscriptions um you're uh, beholden to your subscribers each individual subscriber is essentially your your boss <laughs> in a lot of ways that's true uh versus when you think about donation models and uh, grant funded operations which are great they're needed um but there is uh someone sort of beholden to you and that would be your grant funder so grants can run out um, mm. and that is something to think about when you're when you're starting a publication because you're you can only sustain as long as the grant allows you to right yeah right. so that makes sense yeah all right memberships slash subscriptions and take donations <laughs> it is <laughs> It's even more unclear than it was when we started. <laughs> well, you know, hopefully this was helpful to yeah. to to you guys who are listening. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do another episode on uh, tactics, uh, both for donations and subscriptions. Uh, we're gonna get into the weeds a little bit about um, you know the perks that you can offer to actually get um, these casual readers to contribute. Uh, to the organization, you know, spend yeah. money with you and support. Yeah. All right, Tyler, thanks. Uh, we I think right. flew by 20 minutes, but I'm sure uh, has it. <laughs> till next time. Thanks for listening. And um, please uh, get in touch with us. Uh, if you have questions, we'd love to answer them. Uh, we'll answer them right here. In fact, so send an email to info at uh, zine101zeen101.com. And um, We'll, we'll, we'll chat about it for sure. Thanks for listening to the Paywall Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch to discuss subscription strategy, go to leakypaywall.com. See you next time.